Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Rabbi Kevin is at a conference this Shabbat, so we are blessed to have one of our own, one of our mishpachah, to fill in for him. He's also the father of a brand new college graduate. He and his wife, Edith, are such a blessing to us here at Congregation Bethlehem. Everyone loves him, so let's welcome our very own mishpachah, Godfrey Gad. Thank you, Mark. Praise the Lord. Oh, I said praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, the rabbi is not here. He left a very big shoes to fill. I'm going to leave it unfilled until he comes back next week. <laughs> praise the Lord. Let me share a word of prayer with you, then I have my word to share for you with you as well. Father, thank you. Thank you for this moment. It is an honor to stand before your people on a holy day that you set apart to commune with your people. Lord, thank you for your people whom you have prepared for a time such as this. Thank you for this season that you have brought us, season of signs and wonders, a season of miracles, a season where you show yourself big in the hand and life of those who trust you. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to let your word go forth. May it go far and wide and may it touch life, change families, restore hopes, and affirm your will in the heart of your people. In Yeshua's name, amen. I want to share with you this, this night on the God of miracles. We do serve a mighty God who does amazing miracles he did miracles in the past. He is doing miracles in these days, and he will continue to do miracles. Amen. Amen. The scripture says in Psalm chapter 77, verse 11, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles. Of long ago. You know, we are in the season of Hanukkah. Hanukkah starts this Sunday. I hope you can share with us. The Jewish festival of Hanukkah celebrates the rededication of um, the temple. Following Judah Maccabees' victorious um, onslaught over the Seleucids. According to rabbinic, rabbinic um, tradition, the victorious Maccabees could only find a small container of oil that had not been contaminated by virtue of a seal. So they used that, that, that little container of oil to light the menorah. And the menorah was supposed to always be lit in the temple. And they had only enough for one day. The miracle was that that little bowl of oil lasted for eight days until they could produce more. Hallelujah. That was a miracle, and it has ever been remembered by the celebration of the Feast of Hanukkah. This feast is 
one that we should always call to our memory when we think of God of miracles. But that was not the only miracle that God ever did. Hanukkah was not the only recorded miracle that God ever did. Before Hanukkah and after Hanukkah, God performed amazing miracles to drive home some messages, some important messages to the world, or sometimes just to show that he cares. Sometimes God does miracles not only to drive home a message, but just to let you know that he cares. Amen? Amen. I want you to know that he cares for you. What he did before, he can do again. In this message, I will be recounting some of the miracles of the Lord. And I won't be surprised tonight if miracles start to take place as I proclaim his miracles long ago. As I proclaim the works that he did in the past, I'm expecting miracles to take place. In the very beginning of the earth's creation, we see a very mighty miracle take place. We know through the science that vegetation and plants can only survive if they only could manufacture their food through the sunlight. But did you know that vegetation and plants were created on, the th on, on day three? But the sun was brought forth on day four. That by itself was a mighty miracle that a plant and vegetation could survive without the rain and without the sunlight. Praise God. Our God is the God of miracle. I'm going to skip the miracles that he did in the days of Enoch and the days of Noah. But I want you to think about what he did in the days of Abraham. Think of Sarah giving birth at the age of 90 when she herself knew it was impossible. Think about Joseph going from prison to the palace in one day. From prison to palace as prime minister in Egypt in one day. That's a miracle. Amen? Amen. Consider Daniel. Daniel and his friends looking fresher and healthier by eating only vegetable salad. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery fire furnace and how they were not burned. Amazing. I said our God is the God of miracles. Amen? Amen. Think of Daniel, how he was thrown into the den of hungry lions. But those lions all of a sudden went on hunger strike. <laughs> How about the parting of the Red Sea? The preservation of the shoes and clothes of the Israelites for 40 years. Think about the oil of the widow. The widow oil jar of oil that never ran dry in the days of Elijah. Think of how a nation that was in a runaway, in a hyperinflation in the days of Elisha, from one night, from one night to the morning, entered into abundance. As it is written in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1, where Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a seer of finest flour will sell for a, sh a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And it happened exactly like that. That's the God we serve. 
the God of miracles. Amen? Amen. These are just some of the miracles he did in the past. Our God was, is, and will always be an awesome God of miracles. But do you know that miracle is a sovereign act of God on whoever he wants, whenever he wants, wherever he wants, with whomever he wants. Although you may have nothing to do or little to do to cause a miracle to happen, we do know, we do know that miracles are possible and can be made manifest anytime. Even now, I said even now. Amen. Why? Because I believe in miracles. Do you? Yes. But as a side note, faith, faith is a, a powerful gift that God gave to every believer. So every believer here has this wonderful gift from God, the gift of faith. Yes. And we can exercise this faith, this gift of faith, to obtain breakthroughs in different areas of our life whenever we want. So we can activate our faith at any time. Through faith, anything is possible. Amen? Amen. We can activate our faith at will and obtain great blessings from the kingdom of God whenever we need it. Unfortunately, sometimes adversities and unbelief quench our faith. And in such situations, we are left helpless. But even in such cases, when we are left helpless because we can't use our faith, God sometimes steps in to help us by performing miracles. Isn't he good? Yes. While we cannot activate our faith at will, uh, while we can, yes, activate our faith at will, we cannot activate miracles at a time of our own choosing. Miracles are entirely in the prerogatives of our God. However, when we are sick, we can activate our faith for our healing. You can also have the faith that God can use the doctors to heal you. But God sometimes may choose to override the doctors and even your unbelief to do supernatural healing work in your life. Just believe. Why does he do that? Just because he loves you. That is why he is God. He chooses what to do, with whom to do it, how he wants to do it, and where he wants to do it. He might even want to choose to use this message to produce the miracle that you need this week. How many believe it? Amen. How many believe it? Amen. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. Behold, I am Adonai, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Behold, I am Adonai, the God of all flesh. Is there anything, is there anything too hard for me? That is the question God is posing to you this night. I wonder what your answer is to that question. But you may ask, why does God choose to do miracles? Why does God do miracles even today? From the scriptures, we can see that the predominant reason why Yeshua did miracles is because of his compassion. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. Hebrews 4, 15, 16. 
For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but one that has been in all points tempted, like as we are yet without sin. The same compassionate Yeshua that walked on the street of Judah, Judea 2,000 years ago is the same today. He sees your condition and he has compassion for you. Amen. Amen. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, as Yeshua came ashore, the scripture says, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them. And what did he do? He healed their sick. Compassion always moved him to heal. Compassion still moves him today. And I want to announce to you that he has compassion for you too. Amen? Amen. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 15. The next day, Yeshua traveled to a town called Nain. And coming along with him were his disciples and a large crowd. Just as he came near the town gate, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, a widow. A considerable crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt compassion for her and said, don't cry. Then he came up and touched the coffin and the ball bearers came to a standstill. He said, young man, I tell you, get up. The dead man sat up and began speaking and Yeshua gave him to his mother. This is Yeshua. This is your Lord. He is full of love and compassion. He is moved by your infirmities. I want to tell you that he cares for you. He cares for you. Compassion always moves him. Compassion moved him then. Compassion moves him now. In Matthew chapter 20, Verse 32 to 34. And here, two blind men sitting by the roadside, when they heard that Yeshua was passing by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Master Ben David. The crowd warned them to be quiet. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Master Ben David. Yeshua stopped and called out to them, What do you want me to do for you? He said. They said to him, Master, let our, let our eyes be opened. Moved with compassion, Yeshua touched their eyes and instantly, they regained their sight and followed him. He is good. At the same Yeshua that you believe in. In Mark chapter 1, verse 40 to 42, a man with Sarat, Sarat is leprosy in Hebrew. A man with Sarat comes to him, begging him, and falling on his knees, saying, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Yeshua stretched out his hand and touched him, touched the leper. And he said, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. This is our Lord. This is our Savior. He is compassionate 
and he cares deeply, deeply for you. He cares because he loves you. He heals because he loves you. Not because you deserve it. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Those people that I just mentioned, they did not deserve it. Yet, because of compassion, he reached out to help them. He's going to reach out to help you tonight. Amen? Amen. He can still help you. What he did for the dead, what he did for the crippled, what he did for the blind, what he did for the lepers, he still can do for you today. Say amen if you believe it. I remember a sister in Ohavura one day showed me her, her thumb, this very thumb, that could not move. By the way, Havura, for those of you who don't understand this terminology, Havura is um, a home group, a home group where we meet together as families, members of the congregation to pray and study the Bible together. So I remember this sister showing us her thumb that she couldn't move. It was so stiff, like an iron. Couldn't, she couldn't bend it at all. But during prayer in the Havura, the power of God was present to heal. And she reached out and received her healing. The last time I saw her, that finger was still moving around as beautifully as the creator made it. Hallelujah. Another sister from Ahavura shared her testimony of how she came to this very place sick with an advanced stage of cancer. Rabbi E. Solomon, the founding rabbi of this congregation, prayed for her and the cancer went back to the pit of hell where it came from. That sister is sitting here tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. When I met my wife, she used to use eyeglasses she, because she could not see. I never liked those eyeglasses. <laughs> it didn't fit her at all. <laughs> She's much better without them. But I remember one day in a meeting, the miracle working power of God was in the atmosphere. She reached out and grabbed her healing and never had to use those glasses again. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, sometimes the Lord himself initiates the miracle. But sometimes you need to discern the moment and jump into the pool when the miracle power is in the atmosphere and take it by force. I say take it by force. Amen? Amen. Remember the woman with an issue of blood in Luke chapter 8? In Luke chapter 8, verse 43 and 44, and there was a woman with a blood flow for 12 years who could not be healed anymore by anyone. But she came up from behind and touched the tzitzit of Yeshua. Immediately, her blood flow stopped. She reached out and grabbed her miracle when she realized that Yeshua was there. The miracle-working God was present. Amen? So when miracle is around you, just reach out and pull it. Don't be shy. Don't be bothered with what those around you may think of you. If you have to cry like, a blind, like the blind man in Mark chapter 10, do what you have to do to pull your miracle when you sense that the glory is in the atmosphere. Amen? In Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52, we read of this man. When 
Yeshua was going to Jericho. He said, then they came to Jericho. Now, as Yeshua was leaving Jericho with, with his disciples, and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Yeshua of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Ben David, Yeshua, have mercy on me. Many were warning him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, Ben David, Ben David, have mercy on me. Yeshua stopped and said, call him over. So they called the blind man saying, take heart, take heart, get up. He is calling you. Throwing off his cloak, he jumped up and came to Yeshua. And answering him, Yeshua said, what do you want me to do for you? Sometimes that's the question the Lord asks you. What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabboni, I want to see again. Yeshua said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Instantly, he regained his sight and began following Yeshua down the road. Hallelujah. I love this story. Hallelujah. But you know, it's good that that man did not keep quiet. It's good that he did not pay attention to those who were trying to quiet him out. Because Yeshua was actually on his way to Jerusalem to sacrifice his life for our redemption. And that man would not have had that opportunity again. So don't be shy. Cry out for help when your faith is down. Yes, you can use your faith to get it, but sometimes our faith is down. We cannot, and we need his miracle working power. His miracles are not limited to healing. The miracle you need now may not even be about, uh, may, may not be health related. It might be deliverance from a court case. It might be a financial situation. It might be a rebellious child that is causing you sleepless nights. But whatever it is, he cares for you. I said he cares for you. He cares for your needs and he will provide. He cares for your job and for your livelihood. He will prosper you. He will prosper you if you let him into the boat of your business. In Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 7, we read a story about a fisherman. It happened that the crowds were pressing upon Yeshua to hear the word of God as he was standing by the lake of Kinneret. When he saw two boats standing beside the lake, now the fishermen had left them and were washing the nets. Getting into one of the boats, Simon's boat, Yeshua asked him to push out away from the land. Then sitting down, he taught the crowd from the boat. Peter lent Yeshua his profession. He allowed Yeshua to come into his boats. He allowed Yeshua to come into his business. And when he had finished speaking, he said to, Yeshua, to Simon, go out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon replied, Master, we've worked hard all night and caught nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in other boats to come and help them. They came and filled both Boats so full that the, both of them started to sink. Amen. Why? Because he let Yeshua be part of his business. 
Let's trust him to give a big catch. Let's trust him for big sales. Let's trust, trust him for big clientele. Let's trust him for great revenue. Let's trust him for salary increase and promotions. Amen? Amen. But do yourself a favor, my brothers and sisters. Do not focus your eyes on the bigness of the circumstances around you. The adversary will always hide behind your circumstances to use them to taunt you as he taunted the Israelites before David brought down that Goliath. So he will use your circumstances to taunt you, stress and depress you. Your victory is in keeping your eyes on the bigness of your God and his miracle working power. Amen. Amen. Do not be afraid of the storms of life. Do not let the roller coaster nature of the stock market determine your peace of mind. He will either calm your storm or he will make you walk on that stormy water. Amen. Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 3. Listen to what the Lord says. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Amen. 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 I say he cares for you. Deeply. He cares for you. In every area of your life, he does care for you. Rejoice. He cares for you. You may have tried and tried but failed. You may have done all you know to get that healing, but nothing seems to work. You may have, you may even be sicker now than before. You may have exploited all sources to keep that business alive, but there is no hope in sight. Why are you even contemplating suicide? That's not an option. Don't do it. If he knows how to keep this planet in orbit, if he knows how to stop the lion's mouth, if he knows how to cause plant to grow without the sunlight, if he knows how to deliver a nation out of another in one night, if God can make a nation be born in one day, he sure can turn your story around. I say he sure can turn your story around. Amen. Only believe. Remember that Lazarus was dead, dead, dead. In Jewish tradition, it is believed that the spirit of the dead stays around for three days. After that, the person has no hope of resurrection. But within the three days, the person can come back to life. But after the three days, there is no hope for resurrection for that person. That's Jewish tradition. In John chapter 11, Lazarus was already buried and was dead for four days. So that was beyond hope. There was no hope for resurrection for Mr. Lazarus. Let's read it. John chapter 11, it's 17, says, So 
when Yeshua arrived, he discovered that Lazarus had been in the tomb already for four days. Verse 38 to 44. So Yeshua again, deeply troubled within himself, comes to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was laying against it. Yeshua says, roll away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Master, by this time he stinks. He's been dead for four days. Yeshua says to her, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. So they rolled away the stone. Yeshua lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. But because of this crowd standing around, I said it, so that they may believe that you sent me. And when he has said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. He who had been dead came out, wrapped in burial clothes, binding his hands and feet with a cloth over his face. And Yeshua tells him, tells them, cut him loose and let him go. Cut him loose and let him go. Hallelujah. Maybe your dreams are dead like Lazarus. And you see no chance for it to ever be fulfilled. Maybe promises of God, prophecies have been hanging on you for many years. And you've gone to the point that you think there is no hope anymore because it's too, you're too old now. There's no more hope. Is your marriage dead? Is your womb dead like Sarah's? And you think the only hope to ever have kids is to adopt. Nothing is wrong about adoption. Actually, it's a good thing. But probably God does not want you to have an Ishmael. He has an Isaac for you. I say he has an Isaac for you. I want you to know that there is a resurrection for your situation. Our Lord is a miracle worker, as we just sang. He is the same yesterday. He is the same today and forever. What he did to the daughter of Jairus, he can do for you too. I say he can do for you too. How many want it? How many want it? What he did for the young man from Nain, he can do for you as well. Lazarus, like I said, was dead, dead, dead. Yet, he came back to life. What he did for Lazarus, the Lord can do for you. He can do it for your situation. He can do it for your dreams. He can resurrect those dreams. Our God is a good God. He heals because he loves, not because we deserve it. What he said to Mary, he says to you now, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. I believe that the same power that rose Lazarus and Yeshua from the dead is here to resurrect your dreams. I'm going to ask the musicians to come join me. For one song, please. Only believe. Only believe. As the Lord says to Jeremiah, he also says to you, I am the Lord. Is there anything too hard for me? I am the Lord. Is there anything too hard for me? Brothers and sisters, only believe, and you will see the glory of God. Bow down, place your, your head, and let this message sink deep into your life. 
let it sink into your heart as we listen to this worship song. And I'll pray for you. I will. 
Lord, I believe the blind can see. Lord, I believe the deaf can hear. Lord, I believe the paralytic can walk again. Lord, I believe that cancer can vanish. Lord, I believe that the barren can be given children. I believe that dead dreams can be resurrected. Lord, I believe. I believe you heal because you love and you take pleasure in the well-being of your people. May I ask of you now, Lord, hear the hearts of these, your people. Respond to the cry of your children in need. Let your miracle working power locate your people, your children. We do take that anxiety away from that person, Lord. We do rebuke that pain in that body, Lord. We do restore those shattered hope and dreams. We do, Lord, see that you are the only hope we have. Father, would you turn around, change that medical prognosis? Lord, would you heal that your daughter of that terminal illness? Will you heal, Lord? Do it again. Do it again, Lord. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Nothing is too difficult for you. Will you open doors for a better life for this, your child that has been suffering for so long? Oh Lord, deliver. Oh Lord, heal. Oh Lord, provide. Oh Lord, reveal yourself. Oh Lord, do something new. That great may be your praise in this house. same compassion that moved you before is the same compassion that moves you now we believe you are here touching every life healing the sick turning lives around we believe we believe say with me dear God I believe you are the God of miracles. I believe nothing is too hard for you. I believe you heal because you love. Let it be unto me even now, as you have said. I receive the miracle that I need. Let the testimony you praise in Yeshua's name in Yeshua's name thank him for your miracle thank him for touching you thank him for answering your prayers Father thank you 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 thank you thank you thank you thank you for touching your people thank you God of signs and wonders and miracles thank you for delivering thank you for healing Thank you for restoring dreams. Thank you for lifting the downtrodden. Thank you for helping. Thank you. Thank you for coming into our boat. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I want to take a few minutes to talk to a special group of people. God bless you. I want to take a few minutes to talk to a very special group of people. You know, the greatest miracle of all is that a soul is set free. It's like a drop of water falling from heaven down, down, down to the abyss. But all of a sudden, it turns around and begins to ascend and ascend and ascend to the heavens. That's salvation. That's deliverance. That's the most wonderful miracle that we can ever receive. 
Just like we do not have to do anything to receive a miracle from God, we do not participate. We do not work out our salvation by what we do. Salvation is a free gift of God to all who believe that Yeshua is the Son of God who came here into this world in the flesh and died as a substitute for the punishment due to us because of our sins. You can receive every other kind of miracles and still not be saved. But God made it so easy for everyone, especially those that are listening online. Just confess that Yeshua is the Son of God, that He came into this world in the flesh, that He is the Messiah, your Savior, that's all that you need to receive this greatest miracle. And I want everyone that is here to join me as I pray with them. Those that, are, that want to receive Yeshua as your Lord and Savior for the very first time. Let's bow our head again and pray with them. And say it all, all, all out aloud for everyone um, that is saying it for the first time to also be able to participate. Say, oh God, I believe. And I confess that Yeshua is the Messiah. And he is your son who you gave in propitiation for my sin. Thank you for the gift of salvation. I choose this day to receive Yeshua as my Lord and Savior. And I give him my soul. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, if you're here and you say, you say that prayer for the first time, meet me um, so that I can rejoice with you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.